everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew G. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week, we began the first of our three-part series on orcas, or killer whales, whatever you want to call them. This is a series our listeners wanted. We did a poll a few weeks ago, uh, and orcas beat wolves by a landslide. Uh, and I'm really excited to talk about orcas. Uh, I learned a lot researching them, researching them, and hopefully you and everyone else will learn a lot too. This episode will focus on orcas in the wild, like social structures and hunting techniques. Uh, it's all really cool and interesting things. Okay. And orcas are kind of like they're heavy hitters, not in the sense like they of them attacking people, but in popularity, I would say. Yeah. Orcas are are heavy hitters, and I'm excited to cover them. We hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode on baleen whales, humpbacks, and blue whales. Uh, I thought it was a good one. It was an interesting. Uh, it's interesting to cover. I mean, yeah. Blue whales are the largest animals to have ever lived. Also, the largest penises to have ever lived, <laughs> as we went over last week. But yeah, go back and check it out if you haven't yet. As always, we are joined in the studio by everybody's favorite cheetah, Colonel Cheetor. Uh, back in the ocean again? When are you two dickheads gonna do an episode on cheetahs? We probably, I'm sure we will cover an episode on cheetah sometime, Cheetor. Uh, maybe just stop showing us your penis. That would be nice. <laughs> like you did, tried to compare yours to a blue whale last week. Yeah, we feel like we know everything we need to know about cheetahs with you. <laughs> and and uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners for tuning into us. We've been doing well on our downloads. Uh, it was just really awesome to hear. And so thank you, everyone. And if you enjoy the show, something you can do is. Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you use. Give us a review. Give us five stars. Say whatever you want. Say something you like about the show. The ratings and reviews really do help the podcast gain more attention, gain more listeners. and They mean more than you, th- than you think. So please go ahead and do that for us. But Dave, what do you say we get this going? Let's do it. Let's start by going over their name. Obviously, they can go by either orcas or killer whales. Both names are totally acceptable, so you could say either or. Okay. But the name killer whales is a bit misleading since they are not whales, they are dolphins. And it's interesting how they got their name killer whales. So old sailors used to call them killers of whales. Oh. And over time it changed to just killer whales. Their Latin name is Orcinus orca. Pretty okay. Easy. Orcinus translates to of the kingdom of the dead. Whoa. There's some kind of hell reference with them. Wow, crazy. Uh, and I pre- got a little interesting here. <laughs> but I prefer saying orca myself, so uh, that's probably what I'm going to call them throughout the episode. But if you call them killer whales, that is totally fine, too. Oh, and I do have to say that for the last two weeks, I've been saying whales and dolphins are cetaceas. Oh, Dave, I, I'm an idiot, and I was completely wrong in how oh. to say it. Oh. Um, it's actually pronounced cetacean. cetacean. I wasn't even hey, closer. Good job. So now it's cetacean. Uh, one of our listeners, Jenny, corrected me on, oh, on Facebook. So thanks, Jenny. But yeah, I was an idiot for the last two weeks. And... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cetaceans. They're all cetaceans, dolphins, whales, and porpoises. Hey, is there a... Maybe that's uh, leads into the orca's name, you know, being of the devil, Satan. Satan, hear that in oh, there? Oh, you're really stretching for a pun, aren't you, Dave? Well, not so much a pun, just a correlation of some mm. sorts. 
<laughs> so orcas are the largest members of the dolphin family. There are 35 species of dolphins, and orcas are the largest. There are two other dolphins with killer whale in their name. There's the false killer whale and the pygmy killer whale. Huh. So these species, these two species just slightly resemble an orca, and they are not actual orca species. They're oh, barely, okay. they're just in the cetacean group. They're not even like directly related to oh. them. I think, I think it comes to lazy naming, <laughs> which we've seen a lot of oh. over this show. I'm sure those pygmy orcas look so adorable. Mm. They just slightly resemble them too. Not even like oh, a yeah. lot. Oh, really? No. Oh, that's too bad. So they, Lazy naming. <laughs> so we're not going to need to worry about covering those two species. Oh, okay. So orcas are apex predators as no animal preys on them. And re really nothing in the ocean is safe when it comes to orcas. They are the, the tippy top ultimate predators, in my opinion. Uh, the, they're also the bullies of the sea, mm. the wolves of the sea. Ultimate badass animal, I think. Yeah. So they will hunt fish, marine mammals like seals, sea lions, walrus, elephant seals, and also other dolphins. And as we've learned, baleen whales. I don't know if you can get more badass than an orca. That's crazy. So something that still amazes me, though, is that there has never been a recorded attack on a human in the wild before. Huh. Like, I watched videos of orcas swimming by people and just never attacking. Wow. Like, if like if you think about it, sharks will take, like, a bite out of a human out of curiosity just to see what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, orcas don't do that. They don't even do that. And if an orca wanted to, they could easily put um, kill humans. Oh, yeah. For sure. Uh, but they just don't. They don't go after us. Huh. I think it's a testament to to their intelligence, but it really amazes me that, that that's never happened yeah. like that before. I think there's been like some like minor minor attacks. Hmm. Like I don't even know if they've ever bitten anybody, but nobody's ever been killed or seriously injured from them. Oh, okay. Interesting. And uh, so here's something I didn't know. Orcas are what's called a cosmopolitan species meaning that they can be found in every ocean in every variety of marine environments, from the Arctic and Antarctica to tropical areas. Huh. And they are only absent from the Baltic and Black Seas. They're everywhere else. Huh. So they can be in, and they're also in the Mediterranean. You can wow. find them in the Mediterranean and literally everywhere else. That's crazy. In fact, according to SeaWorld... Orcas are the most widely distributed mammals on Earth, wow. other than humans. They're ah. the most widely distributed mammals on Earth. Wow. Uh, surveys indicate that the highest densities of orcas are in the Northeast Atlantic, around the Norwegian coast, uh, the North Pacific, and Alaska. And also in the southern oceans around Antarctica. That's where the most dense, oh, okay. densely populated. So that's pretty cool that they could be anywhere in the ocean, literally. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure most of us know what an orca looks like. But let's go over a few things. A typical orca has a black back and white chest and side, white chest and sides and a white patch above their eyes. Their eyes are really hard to see because they blend in with the the black bodies and the white pa the white patch looks like their giant eye, but yeah. that's just a patch. And I don't have a 
Uh, the only thing I think they're for is when they swim on their sides. They sometimes use their white to scare fish oh. into bunching up. Maybe that plays a role in it. But oh, other than okay. that, I don't know why they have that pouch huh. or that patch. Uh, their and their eyes are really small too. But they are they're right below the 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 eye patches. Okay. And they have a heavy and robust body. Uh, behind and behind their dorsal fins, they have a dark gray saddle patch on their back too. Huh. That gets a little. Um, it's a little harder to see, but it's not. It's pretty noticeable if you look for it. Oh. And so their teeth are very strong and have a powerful grip. Their upper teeth fall into gaps between the lower teeth of their when their mouth is closed. Oh, okay. So the size of orcas, well, it varies from where they live. Uh, males are larger and typically around 20 to 36 feet. The largest ever recorded was 32 feet. Huh. And uh, females are typically around 16 to 23 feet. So males can weigh over six tons, around 12,000 pounds. And females are normally around four tons, around 8,000 pounds. Calves, when they're born, they weigh around 400 pounds and are about seven feet long. Still pretty big. That's Yeah, that's very big. They also, they're about the size of uh, Andre the Giant or uh, oh, Big Show. At birth. Yeah, wow. at birth. <laughs> the size of Big Show at birth. Yeah, that's... Wow. Uh, they also have large, rounded pectoral fins uh, that resemble paddles. And then their dorsal fins on top. The The fins on top differ between males and females. On males, their dorsal fins can get up to nearly six feet tall. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Was, that's huge. Yeah. That's taller than both of us. Yeah. And they can, they are, they stand up straight. Um, and so females are small are shorter and they're more curved. One thing I wasn't sure of was why a male can have, you've maybe seen it before where they have a folding dorsal fin. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, like I think a free Willy did the uh -huh. movie free Willy. So I looked it up like what that was about. Uh, this folding or collapsing of a dorsal fin is pretty rare in the wild, but um, I think all captive male orcas have this collapsed fin. Okay. A theory that makes sense is that a wild orca travels far and quick in deep water. Now, the uh, the water provides pressure for the fin, that which makes it builds up its strength and makes uh -huh. it strong. So while in captivity, orcas can't swim very far, so the tissue gets le less support and it's not as strong. So it folds on that. That makes sense yeah. to me. Yeah, that's about the lines what I heard. I heard, uh, you know, it's because they, the ones in captivity are up close to the surface yeah. all the time. And so without the ocean pressure, you know, it's in the air, exposed to the air most of, so, so often it just yeah. folds over. And that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Another theory is due to health conditions and from stress due to captivity oh. or changes in their diet. So it could be, um, it could be all of those. Hmm. Yeah. What if it was an indicator of sadness? Maybe. That's, then that's horrible. That means every <laughs> everyone in captivity is sad. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we well, are like emotional meter. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we aren't totally sure. But those are some theories. I'm glad I looked it up because I was actually always wondered. I never was sure. Yeah. 
So an individual orca can often be identified from its dorsal fin and saddle patch. That's how researchers can mostly identify individuals is through those markings. Oh, okay. Uh, they take photos and study them, which has helped learn about orcas. So it's important. Orcas are pr have pretty good eyesight. They have exceptionally sophisticated echolocation abilities. Mm. Uh, detecting the location and characteristics of prey and other objects in the water by emitting clicks and listening to echoes. Uh, maybe that's... I, I did read something that said that's their echolocation is pro probably why they don't attack humans. Why is that? Because they can pick up the characteristics of prey and recognize humans and be like, oh, that's okay. not prey. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're smart. So, you know, like dolphins, mm -hmm. they... Maybe I maybe there's something that they already know. You know, sharks are always like testing things. Like, what is that? Let's taste it. Yeah, but they don't have. But that was something with a bigger brain, like an orca. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, it's one of those things again. Yeah, you know, I don't know. But yeah. I, I do wonder what they think. I do wonder as well. Like, because sometimes they, there's been I've seen a video of wild orcas. Like one of them came up to a boat and um, the human was touching it and petting it, and the orca was loving it. it ah, was just, yeah, they're that's... very playful, like you know, dolphins are. You know. Yeah, it's interesting though. They don't see, they don't see us as a threat. Yeah, they don't see us as competition, something to go after. They don't have any competition. Maybe that's why. Yeah, huh. I don't know. So there are uh, mainly two types of orcas. There are residents and transients. Uh, these two types are mostly distinguished in how they hunt and what they hunt. Social structures, languages, behaviors, and even their looks are a little bit different. Some scientists believe that there may actually be um, multiple species within orcas, oh. but we just don't know enough yet to say that that's true, but it is being considered that there's multiple orca species. Yeah, it's huh. interesting. If so, they'd be pretty close. There wouldn't be many, many differences. There's actually a lot of differences. Really? Yeah, and we're going to go over it. Wow. So this part does get kind of complicated. Okay. Warning. I did my best to dumb it down. Not necessarily <laughs> for the listeners, but for myself. <laughs> so the two types is a worldwide thing, but the most extensive research comes from orcas in the Northwest around Washington State. Washington State, British Columbia, and Vancouver Island. Okay. They're, they're like the most um, researched orcas in the world. And each type, when I say type, that's, I mean, residents and transients, okay? So each type is genetic, genetically unique, and they do not mate with each other. Oh, interesting. Orcas are the only known species to have genetically uh, segregated populations due to social and cultural differences and not because of a geographical barrier. Huh. In fact, resident and transient orcas can be seen in uh, close proximity, uh, but as far as we know, they never engage in social interactions. Huh. So it, in a way, it feels like it's two different species. Uh, this makes, yeah, it makes a good cause for them being uh, separate species. Uh, both types... Do look slightly different, but it takes a trained eye to see the differences. Huh. Transients are slightly larger and heavier, and they have a sharper tip to their dorsal fins, uh, where residents have a more rounded tip. Also, the saddle patches differ a bit as well, but it's, it takes a really trained eye to notice any of the differences by looks. 
Huh. Uh, different diets are a major distinguishing characteristic between the two types. So the resident type will eat fish and squid. Uh, they are selective, however, with salmon, particularly Chinook salmon, uh, making up 90% of their diet. Wow. Chinook are also, are also called king salmon. Okay. I've heard, I haven't heard of them called Chinook. I've heard of them called king salmon before. Yeah. And they are the largest salmon species, averaging around 37 pounds. So the resident types are fish eaters. Think of them that way. Okay. The transient types have a different diet. They are mammal hunters. So these are the ones that are eating seals, sea lions, and other dolphins oh, okay. and whales okay. are these transients. Um, resident types typically live in larger pods, and when they are born into a pod, they will remain with the pod and their family for life, whether male or female. This creates uh, large family um, units and tight bonds between the members, and they don't mate within their pod either. Uh, I'll go into a little bit more about that in a okay. minute. But the social structure of orcas is very complicated, and there's so many... Uh, it's a lot more complicated than like any other animals besides humans. Huh. So uh, transient types have a looser social structure, and typically smaller pods, uh, mating and other things, are similar to residents, but if pods get too big, individuals will split off to find another pod... Oh, okay. A little, I'll get more, in, a little more in depth into it in a minute. Uh, another key trait that makes uh, the types different is their vocalizations. So every population of orca has its own distinct set of calls that are not understood by other populations. Huh. It's just like language for humans. Uh, so in the northwest area, there are three resident pods. And all three speak the same language, but each pod has its own dialect. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And there's only three, huh? That's yeah. Interesting. Calls are learned and passed down from generation to generation. And that, that's pretty similar for the transients as well. And so all of this is just what we know about orcas in a small region. There is a ton of stuff we still don't know about them. And it's also believed that there may be even more types of orcas that we don't, we haven't been able to figure out yet. Huh. Yeah, it just hasn't been studied enough. Interesting. So all of that was on orcas in the Northwest. Uh, for the rest of it, we're going to stick with more orcas in general. Okay. And like I said, they are known for their uh, complex societies. Only elephants and apes uh, live in comparable complex social structures. Okay. They are so complex that it's honestly too difficult to go over them in uh, full detail. So I'm just going to kind of bullet point a few more interesting details okay. here. So they have uh, their own cultures, just like humans. So orcas in the Northwest do things a bit different than orcas in the Northeast. For resident orcas, unlike any other known mammal social structure, they live with their mothers for their entire lives. Hmm. All of them. Yeah, sounds like the Northeast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the, you do in New York, you know? You can't afford it elsewhere. Yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> These family groups are based on ma matrilines. Matrilines? Matron? Matron? Matrilines. It's a family tree line. Okay. 
Matriline. I think that's how you say it. We're going to go with okay. that. For, um, so, yeah. These family groups are based on matrilines uh, from the eldest female. So, females live lo- a lot long- longer than males, actually. Females can sometimes live up to 90 years. Wow. Uh, so, these uh, matrilines can have as many as four generations living with each other sometimes. Wow. These matrilines are highly stable, and individuals don't separate for more than a few hours from each other. Huh. They're always together. And a matriline normally consists of around five to six individuals. Um, does that make sense so far? Yeah. Okay. So, several closely related matrilines form pods. Normally around four different matrilines will form a pod, give or okay. take. Now, matrilines from a pod may separate for weeks or months, but each uh, matriline separates from the pod, but they stick with each other. So they can separate with the pod, but they'll stay with each other. Does that make sense? Yeah, like little groups. Yeah, little groups. Uh, Hopefully that makes sense to everyone. It's a little complicated. So that's for residents, and now for so for transients, they are different. Pods are much smaller, typically consisting of an adult female and her offspring. Uh, males maintain stronger relationships with their mothers than the females do, which is oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, the males are, they're like big mama's boys, you could think of them <laughs> that way. But unlike residents, it's not uncommon for individuals to separate. Uh, residents always stick together, and transients only sometimes do. Okay. So put it in a simple way. And this goes for both types right here. To avoid inbreeding, males mate with females from other pods. And it's common for pods to meet up, and uh, sometimes you can have like a hundred orcas chilling with each other from pod groups that come and meet up okay and then for mating a couple some of the some couples will slip away to bang it out (laughs) uh this is always dave's favorite part of all of our episodes is uh information on how animals mate isn't this is your favorite part isn't it oh Mm -hmm. and their genitalia of course (laughs) so orcas are they're like humans in how they age and age of breeding. Uh, an interesting thing, though, is orcas are among the few animals that will undergo menopause. Oh, interesting. And they'll live for decades afterwards, after menopause is done. Huh. But just like that's just like uh, human women. Yeah. But uh, they're the only one, one of the only other animals that does that. Oh, interesting. There's a lot of correlations with humans, which yeah. is odd in a way, but... Yeah. Females usually give birth to a single calf about once every five years, but the morality rate, mortality rate for a calf is over 50% in their first years. Oh, okay. And it's, we don't really know why. Hmm. Now, I said females live longer than males. Uh, the average lifespan for a female is around 50 years. Obviously, it could be much longer. Mm-hmm. Now, the average lifespan for a male is only around 30 years. Wow. Now, I think of their lifespan similar to how humans were, say, like a thousand years ago. People didn't live nearly as long as they do now. Yeah. Uh, a man would be lucky if he made it to 40. You would be lucky yeah. to be 40. Yeah, you're 40 or something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so you would be lucky to be alive a thousand years ago. Wow. And I don't know... 
any orcas that have a PhD in medicine. So they're, you can say that their uh, lives are all as long as humans were a thousand years ago. That's that made sense to me when I put it okay. that way. It's also believed all pod members participate in the care of the young, and the males. Uh, the males, though, they don't care for their own young, since the calves stay with the mother and in different in a different pod. Okay. They may see their kids, uh, like when pods meet up. So it's like a, a baby daddy who only sees his kid on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best comparison. But it sounds like they look over their nieces and nephews. Okay. They they just get to be cool uncles. The uh. the males. <laughs> so we've learned a lot about social structures. Uh, now let's get into some cool stuff like how these apex predators hunt and kill things. Okay. Orcas, like I said, have no natural predators. They are sometimes referred to as the wolves of the sea because they will hunt in groups just like wolf packs. And like I said, some types eat fish, some types, the other type eats mammals. So what I'm going to do is get, we're going to go over six different hunting techniques that orcas use. Okay. But first, it should be known that orcas are actually picky eaters in huh. a lot of ways. They are so successful with their hunting strategies, they can afford to be. Uh, a very They have a very specialized diet depending on where they are and what type they are. Okay. Uh, they're... Uh, their true hunting asset, though, is teamwork. So here are some really cool strategies. Let's go over some. Our first technique is called the carousel. This is used on small fish, so say like herring, and it wouldn't be worth it to chase down individual herrings, right? Because they're, they're not that big. Yeah. So what they do is they work together to herd schools of fish into tight balls near the surface. And they use a combination of air bubbles and flashing their white bellies to spook the fish into creating uh, them in a big bait ball. Okay. And they will then, uh, what they'll do is they'll slap the ball of fish with their tails. And this stuns a bunch of the fish, like knocks them out cold oh. or kills them. And then they'll then they'll just start grabbing them, picking them off. They could get like 10 or 12 in one bite. Okay. It's pretty cool, and I've actually seen a video of them doing this. Hmm. This technique, ha uh, this technique has only been documented by resident ones off the Norwegian coast. But yeah, I saw a video of it. It was pretty cool to watch. Huh. I, I watched a ton of videos for oh, this yeah? episode, so I'll put a, I'll, I'll try to put a couple on the link in the description below. But I, I recommend everybody going to take a look at some of these. You just go on YouTube and type them in. But yeah, okay. they're really cool. Our next technique is called ray plucking. Orcas around New Zealand love eating rays. Huh. Rays can be dangerous, too, since they have uh, venomous spines. Yeah. But, yeah, and all, rays, just like sharks, have a particular weakness. So when you flip them upside down, they enter a state of paralysis oh. called uh, tonic, tonic immobilization. You've ah. heard of that before, right? With sharks? Yeah. And orcas know this, and they use it to their advantage. In some cases, the first orca will pluck the ray out of hiding by its tail, while a second orca will swoop in with a fatal bite to the head. Wow. 
other times, an orca will pin the ray to the bottom of the floor uh, upside down while another removes the stinger. Interesting. That's how smart they are. Wow. They, they do that. That's another pretty cool one. Uh, our next technique is called the karate chop. <laughs> nice. This is used against sharks. Huh. So what they do is they'll uh, bully the, a shark and push the shark up to the surface. And then they will raise their tail in the air and send it crashing on the shark's head. Like oh, wow. a karate chop. Just give it a big whack. They will then flip the shark over, sending it into the tonic uh, immobility. Then they will just start eating it. Wow. There's a really cool video of orcas killing a shark this way in New Zealand. It was a fairly small shark, but uh, I did watch another video of orcas killing a uh, tiger shark. Oh. I don't know if they used a karate chop on it. We didn't get to see that. But you do see them, it's upside down, and they're they're taking the tiger uh, shark further further down. Uh-huh. And they're then they're biting the fins off. Oh gee. So so it wouldn't be able to swim. And or, orcas are ruthless, man. Sounds cruel. They they really are cruel, as we'll learn in a little in just a minute, but they're super cruel to other animals. Wow. They don't they don't care about anything. <laughs> Uh, another thing that we are going to get into more next episode are orcas who will even kill great white sharks. Wow. Um, we're going to talk more about that uh, for next week, I think. Okay. But yeah, and it's weird when they do kill sharks, they'll, they only eat the livers. When they With the great whites, they only eat the livers. Huh. Yeah, more on that next week. Uh, so another technique... It's called the wave wash. This one is cool and it shows just how smart and strong they are. This is used on seals. And this is when a seal is stranded on a small floating piece of ice. Have you ever seen this? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, orcas will get in a group of like five or seven of them. And they will try moving the piece of ice into a more open water to make the escape nearly impossible for a seal. Mm. And then, um, then they get to get the seal off the ice. They get into a tight formation and then they swim full speed at the ice. And at the last second, they duck beneath the ice, which creates a big wave that will knock the seal off. Oh, okay. And if it doesn't knock the seal off, they'll just keep doing it until it does. Uh, this is something that has been done by Antarctic or orcas. And I remember seeing, I remember watching this in a documentary on one of those BBC documentaries. Yeah. Those are, I think it was Frozen Planet. All those BBC okay. ones are really good. Yeah. And I think I've seen one where they've tried to, like, they put their nose on top and tip it, try to tip it. <laughs> oh, yeah, they'll slides. do that. Oh, I saw that they would even, like, if they could, they would try to break off pieces of ice to make it, the, ice, oh, yeah. the ice island smaller. Oh. So that would make it easier for the waves. Yeah. Wow. But here's something. Uh, so orcas really enjoy playing with their food. It's been documented that after catching a seal during doing one of these wave washes, that they then put the seal back up on the ice oh. to do it all over again. Oh my goodness! I wonder <laughs> if they're training. That's that's exactly what I was gonna say. They they're just they're just messing with the poor seals. But it's believed to be that they are doing this for training. They're training oh. the younger orcas on how how to do things. Oh. Or I read something that orcas are so successful in hunting most of the time that 
they have so much downtime. And so they, even when they're, they don't, they're not hungry. They're still hunting because oh. they don't know what else to do. And but they're, <laughs> but they're like doing it. In Am a, I eating because I'm bored? <laughs> and they're just playing around with their food. Orcas love playing around with their food and will eat. So they, they will even throw seals up in the air with their tails. Oh my goodness. And it's believed they do this just for fun. Wow. <laughs> they're just for fun. Uh, they torture these poor seals. Uh, and da- oh, Dave, there is one video of an, and this is, I'm not joking about this either. It sounds made up, but I watched it and then they confirmed it. So there's a video of an orca launching a seal into the air and the seal went up 80 feet. Oh my goodness. 80 feet. That's wow. so high. But yeah, no joke. I, 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 that's been a document. I'll put that video in the description yeah, below. Crazy. It's really, it really is crazy. I, and like I said, I, there's a lot of videos I watched for this. So I encourage everyone to uh, take some time and look some of these up. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, gee. He's probably like, hey, Fred, did you know that uh, seals can fly? No, they can't. Yeah, watch this. <laughs> and, and it's flying. See, told you. <laughs> you owe me 10 bucks. Oh. All right, so another technique used to kill um, sea lions and elephant seals is called the D-Day or Storm the Beach. (laughs) This has been off the uh, Atlantic coast of South America is where it's been mostly documented. They don't just do this for any seals, but they, they do this for elephant seals, Oh, which are the largest pinnipeds in the world. I just really wanted to use that word pinniped again. Nice. That's that's my favorite word that we've used. <laughs> that's a, another word for seals, by the way. But yeah, um, elephant. I watched another documentary. It was this guy. It was living. Uh, I can't remember where the island was. Probably it was in between South America and Antarctica, and huh. he was like spending a couple months there. Oh wow! And he was living on the beach on the island, and there's it was totally in no no other people there. So there's penguins. Oh, they eat penguins too. Orcas eat penguins too. Okay, but um, there was only only thing on the island was him, uh, some birds, penguin, uh, penguins, and elephant seals. And elephant seals, dude, are massive, mm-hmm. and they are brutal too. I was watching elephant seals. There's like one male that tries to have like a, a harem of females. And just banging them all. They don't eat. The males don't eat during this like two or three month period. Gee. They're just banging and sleeping away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's really cool. And you would see that some of these big males will come out come out of the water and they've got tooth marks on them oh. from these orcas that are trying to kill giant elephant seals. Gee. Like elephant seals, they got to be over, around over, I'd say at least half the size of a killer whale. Okay. And they're still... It's going after them, but yeah, it was really, it was a really cool documentary. I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it up in the description okay. below. Uh, but yeah, so these elephant seals, they'll congregate to mate and give birth on the shores. So what the orcas have learned to do is what they'll surf a wave onto the shore. When, uh, one, when one gets too close to the water, they literally beach themselves to get one of these elephant seals. Wow. Most, most of the time it's uh, pups. Okay, but you see it, and it was it was really it's really cool. That, well, not cool that they're eating pups, but it's cool that they learned how to do this, and then they will uh, roll their bodies and use other waves to pull them back in the water. Hmm. One study done showed that orcas were successful in doing this thirty four percent of the time. Wow, not bad, and. 
no orcas were stranded on the beach either. They all got back in the water. Oh, interesting. Seals aren't even safe on the shore <laughs> from orcas. That's crazy. Get them anywhere. So our last technique I, uh, we're going to go over is one used on large whales. Huh. This is called the blowhole block. Hmm. There's a like there's a video of this one too. <laughs> and yeah, we kind of talked about this one last week a little bit. A little yeah. a little bit. We didn't get into specifics, no. but and I'm going to get into some some specifics here. So there uh there's I watched a video of this and I'll kind of go over what happened there, okay? So it's of a mother and calf gray whale. They were swimming along a coastline of Mexico. Uh, and this hunting is very similar to a wolf pack hunting. This is partly why they're called the wolves of the sea. So as the attack began, a group of orcas, they would they blocked the path of the whales. And then they began ramming the calf hmm. uh, to sep- try to get it to separate from the mother. Uh, the mother tried fending them off, but the orcas just kept ramming it. Then one orca, this was a... Uh, a risky move, but one orca slipped in between the calf and the mother. Like they were right next to each other, oh. like touching each other. One of them just bullies its way in between them. Like get oh. out of, like get out of here. Uh, they're, and they're trying to, um, to get a, the calf on its own. Right. Uh, so what, then what they were doing, the orcas, ju- they were jumping on top of the back of the calf. Oh, trying to um, prevent its blowhole from breaching the surface, Mm. trying to push it down. They're trying to drown the calf is what they're doing. Mm. And a chase like this could go on for hours until they exhaust the whales. And in the video, the whale, the whales did get away. The gray whales got away in this video, but this technique does work. And, Oftentimes, after killing a whale, they only eat the most nutritious bits, especially the tongue and huh. the blubber. They love, they like the tongues of big baleen whales. Huh. Uh, and they all, what they do is they just leave the rest for scavengers. Wow. And I guess that makes sense. That's, so, you know how whales get beached, they die, and then they get beached? Yeah. Some of them might be from killer whales. Oh, okay. Be- and they're just not eating all of it, and then the rest of the whale gets beached, and other animals will have at it. Like, okay. Like we've seen uh, polar bears have at them, and yeah. uh, brown bears have at them. Sharks, well, they'll do that too. Mm-hmm. But pretty cool techniques, huh, Dave? Yeah. And they're... they're their hunting strategies aren't limited to those six. I'm sure there's a lot more, but those are the six I could find. Okay. Uh, hunting is like a ritual to orcas and an integral part of orca culture. They really are like the ultimate predators. Yeah. Uh, one last thing for the episode. Let's go to our conservation scale. And Dave, where do you think they are? I think they're fine. Well, actually, well, what do you think they are? The numbers uh, least concerned. They're actually on a totally different scale huh. because it is uh, inefficient data. So huh. we don't know what they are in. Wow. We uh, we do know that certain populations, like I mentioned, the ones in the Northwest, they are endangered. Oh, but, okay. Um, worldwide, we just don't know. Huh. So it's it's kind of done by population and population transients and residents. Huh. So, yeah, we just don't really know. Interesting. Yeah, it is. 
Uh, and Dave, that is going to wrap up part one on okay. Orcas. Really interesting and cool stuff this week. I think Orcas are awesome, and I hope everyone learns some new things about them. I know I certainly did. I learned a lot yeah. doing this episode. And we still have a lot to go. For part two, we will focus more on uh, Orca's relationship with humans. Okay. That'll uh, be neat. Yeah. And some of their conservation. We'll go over some pop culture. Talk about Free Willy. Okay. What else have they been in? Uh, oh, oh they got the Blackfish The Blackfish documentary. Docu- well, yeah. We're going to cover that, I think, in episode yeah. three. But, um, oh, there was a movie called Orca. Oh, really? It was a, it's a kind of a Jaws ripoff. Oh. It was made like two years after Jaws. So we'll talk about it. It was like, it's kind of a revenge tale. Kind of like Jaws, I guess, huh? It would be more believable because they're smarter, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's like when Orca is just hunting this one guy. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about some uh, pop culture references. I was, I watched some, because I haven't seen Free Willy in years. I haven't thought about it in years. Oh, okay. I went and watched some clips of it and i remember it now it all started coming back and i think i liked i watched free william a lot as a kid and it was pretty good wasn't did you yeah. like it it was okay we watched it with the kids uh maybe four years ago three or four years ago okay do yeah. you have it um no i think we did it on google we rented it on the google play i couldn't find it anywhere so yeah um, i wanted to watch it before we do the episode but... oh yeah okay i'll watch it again to i want to it. yeah i'm trying i'm gonna try to um, and also for um, part two, we plan on having a special guest. Oh, your wife, my sister okay. Dana, and she wants to do. She wants to expand on orcas hunting great white sharks. She's yeah. She's, she's really big into, into that. great whites. She loves great whites and so, orcas. So yeah. part two will be all those things. It's gonna be a, a lot of fun. And then part three, we are going to cover some attacks that have happened in captivity. We'll kind of go over them in captivity, like the Blackfish story okay. and um, a couple other. I found a list, a good list of attacks that have happened. Oh, okay. Some fatal, some not. But we'll go over them in captivity and all about that. So I'm pumped for the next couple episodes. That'll be good. Uh, Dave, no shout outs this week, but if our listeners... I want one. What can they do for us? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. You know, it really helps us out. It helps us gain more attention, more uh, with the listeners. (laughs) 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 Sorry. And also, if you want to become an even uh, wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can uh, donate by going to PayPal or Venmo, right? Yep, very good. Yeah. Not bad at all, Dave. You're getting better. So yes, you uh, if you want to give a donation, that would mean a whole lot to us. Um, you can go to you can find us on PayPal. You can find us by our email forceofnaturepod at gmail.com or on Venmo on my personal account, Matthew-Hamilton-51. And that info is all in the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story of you or someone you know, or if you just have a I uh, want to suggest an episode idea or just want to ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to family and friends. Tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all the ones we need to be on. Dave, do you have anything to add? Oh, I'm good. Uh, all right. Uh, Colonel Cheetor, how about you? Oh, man. Orcas are pretty cool, actually. I know one thing that they couldn't take, though. Me. <laughs> I'm on land, bitches. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, uh, congratulations, Cheetor. Yeah. <laughs> this is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends, be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.